Hi, everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and I'm joined by Chris Lewis and his cast. Hi, guys. Hi. You're looking at this visually. I'm waving at you. With your bum hand. How you doing? Terrible. You almost look like you're about to cry. I am. I'm like, I'm really. You're in the on the verge. Constantly. I'm on the brim of freaking out. Yeah. Um. Everything is bad. I don't know what's going on with my life, my feelings, my emotions. I had therapy this morning for the first time mm. in a few weeks because oh. mostly told her like, look, I can't take you on right now because I'm dealing with my physical health. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Sometimes when session. you're when your physical health is so bad like you're you can't even take on your depression (laughs) and i know a lot of people would be like look at the end of the day you're still an able-bodied person and you'll be fine in a matter of weeks but i need everyone to know this is like my struggle right you got fucking pins in your hand i'm walking around the world penetrated just an (gasps) open wound an open wound and i mean i and when you told me about this accident I never thought I would lead to this. Neither did I. I never thought I'd be fucking bionic. I thought I'd be thought. light and breezy in a day or two. Yeah, like just a little, maybe a wrap around the hand. Not I thought pins, I'd take an Epsom salt bath thing. and bounce back. You know what I'm missing? My, I can't go to the club. I'm missing, you know, my late night dance party that I went to a few months ago where I stayed out till 6 a.m. Yeah, can't do that. I can't do that with pins. What if someone bumped yeah. them? Stop. What I like, was in New York. I couldn't even go to. I couldn't go to any crowded bars. I had to go to the jankiest ass restaurants. Because you couldn't go in with your hand. Well, I just didn't want to be in a crowded place. Because what if somebody yeah. bumped my pens? I can't have them bumping my pens. These pens are all I think Stop. about: Coco and Chanel. <laughs> I can't have people bumping my pens. I can't. I know, I know. I feel well, terrible. Well, speaking of which, I had quite a fun trip in New York, and Lovely. I need to report this to the people. Yeah, I saw three shows. I saw Sweeney Todd, terrible. Save your money. Parade, devastating, beautiful, wonderful show. And then I took myself over to see the new production of Camelot at the Vivian Beaumont Theater. Beautiful, cried, loved it. Philippa Sue is a goddess. I fell in love with a man named Jordan Donica, and a tiny gay fellow delighted me to no end. Mm. Now, on to another tiny gay fellow, because as I was leaving the theater... Okay. No, you seem to not know this story when I reported it to you almost immediately. Oh my god! Yes! <laughs> you're, like, okay. you're like following it like, like you've wow. never heard this before. <laughs> I'm like... I think I basically called you the moment it ended. (laughs) I think you were texting me in the As it was going on. (laughs) No, I was really listening to you. You were on that like it was a fresh. I was on the edge of my Like it was a fresh Gilmore Girls. You were like, what could happen next? Oh my. (laughs) Okay, keep going. So I turned to my left as we're crowded full theater leaving. And I, in a flash, see a man. And it was Michael Patrick King, guys. Mm. Wow. I almost shit my pants. He was so right there in just like a way of like, whoa. Yeah. In the flesh. And 
and earlier that day, how far I had away met, was he? Earlier that day, I had met Ben Platt, you know, and and I thought that was going to be my only celebrity encounter for that day. Oh, you like met to him? Just, I, yeah, I just turned the street and there he was, like right after seeing Parade. I think what he was did going you say? for lunch. Just said good show and kept it moving. I love that. I, I am not the biggest Ben Platt fan, so like but, I had nothing to say to him. But it was—I yeah. will say—he had just moved me to tears, and so mm. I did have to give him a good show, even though I hated Dear Evan Hansen. Although now I am Dear Evan Hansen. <sighs> but back to Michael Patrick—he was like literally directly next to me. Oh my god! And so I just—I don't know what came over me, but I grabbed him by the shoulder with your hand. With your well, claw? With my other hand. <laughs> with my working <laughs> hand. And I do want to say, I think a lot of people, both Ben Platt and Michael Patrick King, gave me my due because they saw I was down with the claw. Yeah, honestly? I think it was the you way that they You could really like, use that for your advantage. I think they were like, we can't, like, be rude to him. bad to him. He's got, got one pins. hand. <laughs> He's got pins in his hands. And so I grabbed him and I just said, I am such a big fan. And I have to tell you what flashed over his eyes with such grace and joy to hear that, because I think you'd have to be a deep fan to really know who he is. To recognize him on the street. Like, I'd have to tell you, he was not hiding. He was sitting in the same row as little old me. Wow. Fully out. I did notice him slightly earlier because the director of the show came over and said hi to him. And I thought, oh, I wonder who that man is Bartlett Chair is talking to. But then Bartlett Chair kind of said hi to me too. And I figured, oh, that man's just anyone. He's just saying hi. But when I grabbed him and I said, I'm such a big fan, he was so kind. He, oh, he kind of grabbed that. the my back and said, thank you so much. Then we continued to just walk out and chat. You didn't, you didn't try. I, and I, and I, now look, I didn't say much. He was just kind of like, how'd you like the show? And I was like, oh, I really liked it. Then I turned to him and I said, I have to tell you, I really love Sex and the City. I love it so much. It's part of my job. Well, look, this podcast did not come up. Wow. Okay, that's tough to I hear. I didn't have the dude That's to do tough that. to hear. I felt like I just couldn't do that to him. I didn't want him for us. He was so lovely. I don't want him. Are for you him, okay? Though. I just don't want that for him. I, I really don't. To like come and you look don't want at that our sad little us? bedrooms. I know. No. <laughs> like my shoebox, <laughs> my water bottle. My fan. Like <laughs> my, my night fan. Like I don't want that for I him. would have to get a set. Oh, I definitely have to go into like the podcast studio like yeah, I did yeah, when yeah. Danny Pellegrino was on this show. I don't want like I didn't want that for Danny. No, 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 no. But I'm just surprised that since you guys were chatting and, and it, no, so it did not come up. But he said, thank you so much. We're, mm. you know, working away at season two. Love that. Did you and say I, I'm craving me some chai at any point? I didn't. But then, you know, something <sighs> came over me and I have to tell you the most embarrassing thing that ever happened. What? Hmm. what i saved this to report this okay now i'm really on the edge of my seat we're outside and we're just like i don't even know like at this point he kind of was just standing again i'm not saying that much but i felt he was like is he okay like what's gonna happen to him and i just looked at him and i said in the exact cadence of you know that paul rudd meme where he's like um eating wings and he goes look at us and i just said look at us who'd have thought Like a maniac. Then I just walked away into the night. Ooh. I just looked at that tiny, gorgeous man. I said, look at us. Who'd have thought? Not me. Oh, my God. 
you pulled a carry underneath that awning that with awning. that man. He was like, except then I left. Right. You were like, you dropped the bombs and got out of there. Yeah, I was like, I got to get out what of here. What does Just... face do? Again, I, I don't know how up to on memes Michael yeah, Patrick King is. Yeah, he's not. I don't, I don't think, think he's he... into meme culture. So he just was like, yeah, look at us. I'm sure. Like, he was like, yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> Chris, I'm dead. I love that you saved that for me. Thank you. That was um, tough. Look at us. Look at us. Who Who'd have thought? thought? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even a meme I care about. I don't know where it came from. If you are listening to this podcast and you do not know who Mike, Michael Patrick King is, he's like the creator of Sex and the City. Oh, I guess we could have said that before I told the story. Like, he is the reason we're all here. Okay. Well, we're all here this... as professional. Well, I, yeah, but like without him, it couldn't have gotten off the ground. You and know, and then Darren Star, and then Michael Patrick King. He's like he also created the comeback. Now he's got more money than God probably because strangely he also created Two Broke Girls, which I believe was on the air for twelve years. What? It's a little bit of his um, his IMDb people don't really talk about. Wow. And I really do think Two Broke Girls is one of those CBS sitcoms that was on for like ten years. It was on for a long time, and it, people loved it. I know, and he's the um, genius behind Two Broke Girls. I feel like a lot of these net worth websites aren't up up to up to. Is it saying he's like worth like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars? It's he's only worth five million. That can't be true. He created that Sex and the City. That cannot be true. I think he probably made five million for just and just like that. Yeah, th- this cannot lie. That can't be true. I yeah. only trust that thing for reality stars, mostly because I think they put their <laughs> net worth on there. A hundred percent. And then I 100%. usually do have to knock it down by like 10, 20%. Yeah. What have you been up to? Um, I went to the John Mayer concert this week. I it did was lovely. see that. And I have to... What? I gotta say he's a metal Johnny boy. First what? Of all, disgusting. Okay. I mean, never forget when he said, I've got a Benetton heart, but a white supremacist dick. And that was... I'm sorry? What did he say? He said, I have a Benetton... He said, I only date white women. I have a oh. Benetton heart, but a white supremacist dick. Did you, do you like that quote? I don't love that. I, I don't think anyone does. Well, I, don't, I didn't know he said that. Yeah, so that's... When did he say was, that? Recently? I think about maybe shortly after my body is a wonderland but it's okay. stuck with me wow that's tough like, to hear it it is like one of those i feel that penetrated my heart like i've never been able to let it go i know that really rolled up your tongue really quickly you know he um, said a few other like you know not great things yeah and I think okay can i say Andy something Cohen about him a little homophobic somehow go on he has grown a lot in the last few years He's really no, he really has. He makes fun of himself all the time for being a fucking idiot loser as a young man. Did you read Jessica Simpson's book? He's a nightmare of a man. Yeah, he was also at like the height of his career. He was a fucking idiot. The way he was twenty five years old on this podcast and defend men. I know. (laughs) I tell you, we got to work on that. Um, but anyway. Uh, Can I also just say, great. I don't love what he was what? wearing. Like, put on a fucking show. He was wearing a look like a Kmart t-shirt and a pair of, like, Bonobos jeans. Okay. His show was a solo show. It was just him and his guitar. 
It wasn't even, I didn't even, was he, I didn't even see lights. It looked like he just walked. There were lights, but it was very stripped down. It was just him and his guitars on the set. There was no band. There was nothing else. It was really, really good. If anybody, I've seen him, I've seen him every time he comes here. (laughs) If you guys want to support that man and his white supremacist dick, I didn't know he said that. I didn't know he said that. Um, it's upsetting. Not to police anyone's sexual desires, but just to relate one of your sexual organs to white supremacy, like, sir. Yeah. Sir. I don't love that. Um, Anything else going on? Um, (laughs) I'm like a little little lost for words. Love is Blind comes out. I've got some people who are getting their eyes on it. I have. Oh, um, I've seen it already. I've got a series of x-rays later today, so. It's so fucking good these people are wilder than ever once i get out of that mri machine i'm going into later today i will um cuddle up in bed yeah i gotta get under i gotta get in there sweetie another one yeah i gotta go under for a little go under what well no i'm not going under oh thank god well maybe i am i don't know i I might be going under next week yeah unfortunately the way that you drop things off or drop drop them off i don't know what i'm saying the way that divorced parent is drop bombs um on this podcast is shocking what do you mean you're going under next week i I gotta get the pens out i might have to go under chris i don't know it might be a little light anesthesia you gotta fucking sue that lady (laughs) who hit you with (laughs) her car and you know i love my doctor he's a giant Ukrainian man. His hands are the size of iPads. I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> okay, should we get into the episode? Sure. I haven't seen Love is Blind yet, so I don't have anything to report. It's Even really, really good. Rewatch. Oh, Succession, I think, is this week, right? It's Sunday. I'm gonna, Sunday. so we will be by the time you hear this, we will have all seen episode one. I'm deep in my rewatch of season three. I am so in love with Karen Calkin. And really, every man on the show. Every man on that show Except does cousin something Greg. for me. I can't do cousin Greg. again. Every man on that show does something for me. And I told even you the... Logan. Oh yeah, sweet baby boy Logan. Also, can we talk about his press tour for six? <laughs> he is the most unhinged. He will air anybody out. Doesn't give a fuck. It's very rare. I would say him and um, who's Shaka Khan. The two of them, if I could see like an actors on actors with the two of them, because they will air anybody out. I need them on Watch What Happens Live. Uh, I'd like them with a host with a little bit more energy, but, you know, do you. Okay. Um, Also, someone brought up a really good point that the more that, what is his name? Um, Like you to. Logan Logan Roy, the actor. Who's the actor? Ben. I want to say his name is like Ben Cox. Brian, Brian Brian Cox. Cox. Brian Cox. Um, That man's name is not Ben. He has this cold and distant father energy that I think only feeds Jeremy Strong's method acting even more. Because, like, the way that he talks about Jeremy Strong is exactly how Logan Roy talks about. um, The number one boy, Kendall? Yes. You know who my number one boy is, Frank? The guy that does coke? The old guy who's like very helpful. Oh, Frank! Yes, <laughs> he's like yes. Jerry's counterpart. He's always piling yes. around. 
I like him Love too. Frank. I'm obsessed right now with just trying to categorize all my friends as succession characters. And you who know who am I? Who you are. Huh? Your cousin Greg. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Who else would you be? Uh, not Shiv. No. No, no, Shiv. No. You don't have any Shiv in you. Got zero. And I did get a second report from a dear friend that I'm simply Tom. <laughs> you are. When I told you that, you were like, hmm, that's... look, I have to sit with it. I knew it to be true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, let me sit with that. Like a little conniving. And you being Tom and you emotional. being Greg fits. Oh, absolutely. Mm. You know, my favorite succession quote is from Tom. Which is? I've got a dick the size of a red sequoia and I fuck like a bullet train. Oh, my God. Is my heart on showing? I, (laughs) stop. A little Uh, bit of a side joke. A little inside joke. Um, Okay, can we talk about Sex and the City? It's been 23 minutes. Yeah, guys, sorry about that. Sorry, Uh, you know, we got to catch up. I met Michael Patrick King, King, Queen. that's a drag race name yeah all right let's chat about sex in the city this is season five episode two on original sin we'll start with a little episode synopsis carrie's writing hits her career low and high charlotte's romantic life needs to be affirmed samantha gives richard a second chance and miranda meets the brady family Mm -hmm. now we're coming off what I consider more of a social experiment of an episode, episode mm-hmm. one of season five, Anchors Away. And I gotta I say, I'm not sure where we landed. On what? Did you like this episode overall? This one? On, episode, on Original Set. Episode two? Yeah, the one we're talking about. Yeah. Um. No. Not at all. <laughs> I just didn't really, I couldn't follow it, I felt like. I was like, none of these people are likable. Well, and also, I didn't find them relatable. Like, none I don't need you to be it. likable, but I felt like I couldn't really. Although, no, I should say Samantha. I kind of. I understood that I could like, land on Samantha, whereas the other three, I was like, "What the fuck's going they're on flailing. here?" Flailing, and it's so weird. And I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why season five is getting off to such a rough start. And and dark and really dark. Really for Sex in the City. For yeah, I mean, it's still quite cotton. <laughs> compared candy. to other shows, yeah, um, it's not this like is um, cotton candy. It's not Game of Thrones or no. <laughs> House of Gucci or something. I don't no. know why those are the two dark things I could make. Also, House of Gucci was a movie. <laughs> Whatever, but it was quite dark. I mean, it was about murder. Yeah, it was about but murder. Artizia Gucci and Maurizio. <laughs> I love that shit show of a film. Fathers, that press tour. Son and House of Gucci. I, I I can't wait for the Joker press tour. Oh, she's about to be crazy. Her and um, Joaquin. I was gonna say Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Are we okay? And is our the movie... whole podcast is just going? Who's that actor? <laughs> no, who, who's that guy again? <laughs> and um, it, did you know the movie's not called like Joker Two? It's called like Joker Deliofoli. Something like crazy. What? It's not called on. I thought it was like Joker 2, Harley Quinn. Like something like that. It's called Joker, Folio Du. Hmm. What the? And it's a musical? (laughs) Like, I don't know what she's writing original music for it. 
she's gonna go to such a dark place and i'm anxious gonna lose its goddamn mind it's gonna gonna come up with one of those quotes what was her quote around a star is born oh there could be a hundred people in a room and only you know, 99 of them have to uh, no only no, one only... of them have to believe <laughs> and only everybody's gonna love you <laughs> have to believe in you yeah all right let's yeah hear the let's, monologue yeah what did then... you think of this episode before we get into it um it was tough i i, I mean i definitely just found a lot of the stories not to be like i couldn't wrap my heart around them mm, your heart. in the way i wanted to it could be because i can't write and i wasn't able to take my notes but it to me felt like a piece of jerky and I like was really tugging at this jerky, like wanting to get some good, something good out of it. And I got nothing. My mental health King said, remember that? Yeah. I loved him. King Kevin. Never forget. Bring him back. Honestly, he was gorgeous. That pouty mouth. (laughs) Those lips. You know, nothing wrong with a pouty mouth. Nothing wrong with a supple mouth. But we're definitely dealing with cynicism, anyway, <laughs> in this episode, and right, and the the power of belief. Mm-hmm. I feel like becomes important. Yeah. So let's hear the monologue and then break this down. Evidently, we were both turning our pain into gold. That night, I started to think about belief. Maybe it's not even advisable to be an optimist after the age of thirty. Maybe pessimism is something we have to start applying daily like moisturizer. Otherwise, how do you bounce back when reality batters your belief system and love does not, as promised, conquer all? Is hope a drug we need to go off of? Or is it keeping us alive? What's the harm in believing? Like what? What? (laughs) What is she talking about? That sounds like something like that um, AI chat like would just type in what's that gp chat come again you don't know what that is Mm-mm. okay i don't know i'm not gonna be the one to explain this to you <laughs> all right <laughs> i'll one. look it up later yeah but it just GP sounds like chat some... it sounded so... like just words appearing on a screen <laughs> yeah like it just was like that cat gif where he's just yeah. typing Like, it just is words, 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 words. Yeah, she's talking about the, like, applying pessimism like moisturizer. She's down bad. If anything, I think you have to apply hope like moisturizer to make it through life. Yeah, every day. And so, little dab will do you. More than a dab, I need. I need a fucking scoop. I need a fucking hope bath. I need to submerge myself, a spa. fucking tired of this life i gotta get out <laughs> this is a cry for help this episode people are gonna write in and like ask if you're okay? okay i'm yeah. not and the answer will be no yeah like, people keep asking me that no i, I know people, people want really... you to say like yeah i'm just joking like, oh yeah God, how's it's your like... hand and they're like they want to hear great and i'm like it is terrible i'm in literal hell how are you like I'm done with the oh it's fine. It's good. I'm I'm getting through it. I guess I've got my own things with pessimism and hope to yeah. work out. <laughs> Maybe we need to take a deeper look at this episode. I can't have therapy before I do this podcast, clearly. <laughs> I'm I'm unraveling in front of everyone. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Trump's still not in jail. I oh can't my God, use no. my right hand. I've been fucking waiting all week. 
And I feel like that is such just that fuckhead prom. Yet another lie from him. I'm going Lies. to prison. He has been edging me for six years. <laughs> oh right. my god! You can okay. always tell when we're not into an, a specific. Yeah, episode, it's like thirty minutes, just... and we barely talked. We circled about the show. train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think one of my before we talk about the individual storylines, I did want to just chat about my overarching problem with this episode is is I'm not sure why we're in this pessimistic place. I mean, like why is Charlotte so down bad? But right. We're not coming fresh off of a failed relationship. This bitch hasn't been with Aiden in months, but I think it feels like like... we should have dealt with at the end of season four. So I'm, I know you don't like when I do this. Uh Oh, I'm going to lead go. it back to Bravo for a sec. This so not hot off the mess, which by the way, people have DM'd me and simply said, like, why haven't you been on recently? And I said, look, that's up to her. I don't, <laughs> I can't just join the call. I, I mean, you can come on whenever you want. That I was, they asked and I was like, look guys, I don't, I don't have the link simply. I can't show up. <laughs> I'll get you the link. So You'll good. come on. <laughs> But, now, okay, relate this to Bravo. If yeah, you so I, R- Ramona Singer, for example. Yeah, I know it's tough. I'm sorry, guys. Bradshaw, but, come along with one. me. Come along with me on this ride. When she first got divorced from Mario, she was like out on the town. She was like, I'm fine. Everything's great. I'm single. Everything was new and shiny. Then you hit the reality of it. And it's like, fuck, I'm really alone. The grass is not greener like I thought. There aren't a plethora of amazing men out there for me to fuck. And I think that that's where Carrie and Charlotte maybe are right now is this idea of like, you know, coming straight out of the relationship. You're like, okay, I'm free of this. Like, it's over. It's good. I'm fine. Everything's great. And then the reality of it is like, fuck, I'm alone. Relationship is over. And now I have to do this all over again. All right. Allow me to reply to you within the language of Bravo. Okay. Do you know what scene is missing from Sex in the City? Well, what? Ramona at the bar with Joni and the gals going, I want a man to hold me, to love me, to do me. We have not... That was afterwards. That no, was like a while what... after the But no, divorce. what I mean is, is we got to follow Ramona's emotional that journey. journey. We, I, at this point, honestly, I know more about the internal life of Ramona, Mazur Singer, than I do <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw and Charlotte True. York. I agree. There has been a huge disconnect between the ends of their relationships and this vulnerable state they're currently in. Mm -hmm. There's been no moment in which there's almost like you want to hear the line that always breaks my heart later in this season where she says the loneliness is palpable Mm. before we're getting there. And I guess in some ways you can say that that is interesting storytelling. That they've created an emotional disconnect between us and Carrie and so that this season is going to fill that gap, mm-hmm. ultimately lead to her wanting to have the Zaza Zeus, the most disgusting thing this bitch has ever said. <laughs> no, it's disgusting. Stop At, thinking about it. I honestly think that season five maybe is worse, is the worst season. Uh, oh, no, I love season five. Okay. Now, I, my, Do memory, you? my memory is loving season five. Now we're about to get into it, and it's going to be like season two and three when I'm uh. like, Hmm. Why do you like this show? Does Harry? He comes in season five. Yeah, Harry comes in season five. Burger comes in season five. A lot of people tell me I'm Charlotte York in my in my DMs. 
because of my relationship. Because he's they should get to know you. Yeah, I'm nothing like Charlotte. They should really sit with you for a second. Yeah, I'm. See, there's not a Park Avenue princess to be found. Nope. What were we talking about? Yeah, I'm sorry. Ramona um, Singer? What? Ramona Mazur Singer. Um, yeah, there's just an emotional disconnect, uh, right? Is yes. Saying? An emotional mm-hmm. disconnect between us and the audience. And maybe that will pay off. Uh, but my memory is really liking season five. Mm-hmm. But it might be that, like, I don't know. Maybe as a, I don't, maybe as a kid, I was really depressed. I'm remembering. I yeah, don't I'm like, love. next week is going to be pretty tough. And then it's like, oh, we're going there. And then, and then Bitsy's wedding. Well, that I love. I, maybe I just like the season five finale. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hate the Zaza Zoo. Uh, I well, now that you say that, I do hate it. the Zaza Zoo. Yeah. It's a tough I one. Hate but <laughs> yeah. 35 minutes in, we haven't gotten to the girls. All right. Let's talk about Miranda. Yeah. So Miranda okay. and Steve are trying to co-parent and they're what would you baby proofing the house for their yeah. baby who basically sleeps all day? Five months old, yeah. Um and he asks for her to be baptized or the baby to be baptized, mm-hmm. or and Miranda, frankly. She should be. She needs to she needs a real rinse. Mm-hmm. Put her through a real spit the cycle. Spin cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them. I I thought Steve looked really her hot uh, this episode. But can I just say, I thought Steve looked really hot while they were, like, cleaning things up. I don't know why. Oh, no. When he was actually working and being handy and helpful, he well, was I hot. Think all he was doing was putting on, like, a little toilet thing. Can you do uh, that? No, no, I was just about to okay. say I've been to many parents' house and simply haven't been able to use the bathroom because that thing is <laughs> I haven't been able to open cabinets. <laughs> I've simply just been like, well, <laughs> I have to go home. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> gotta run to the nearest starbucks take a leak. like what's yeah. going on take a leak Ew. <laughs> i think somebody hey. says that on this show i think steve says that on this show oh yeah your man came he went to take a leak yeah sick um what did you think of miranda's response to the idea of a baptism okay as someone who is not like i didn't grow up religious at all um it shows yeah <laughs> Go on. I hate how Miranda reacts to Steve sometimes. I hate this idea where she's like, this is why I didn't want you to be involved. It's I like, thought that was really harsh. That was fucking nasty. That was way I'm sorry. harsh, Ty. That was way harsh, Ty. It- <laughs> Are you okay? You're, you ma- no, you're making me episode? laugh. You're making me laugh really, really hard today. I'm so sorry that I'm in a good mood. <laughs> okay. So Surly as hell. it was so fucking rude. And it's just like, I understand that like maybe Steve isn't your ideal partner, but he's still the father of your children. And you should be fucking lucky that he wants to be involved. You really got on this mic today in defense of men. I'm just saying like, it's something that's important to him. Also, you've known him for three years, have never met his mother, seemingly never heard of her. Um, also, my ma you didn't know that this was maybe important to him like you're so fucking selfish well i would i would argue i'm sorry it really bothered me instead of saying you've never heard of his or like you've never mentioned your ma before i might have said you have never mentioned catholicism like i would i would point out like okay i've known you this long 
You have never talked to me about your religion. You have never mentioned it being important to you. Well, she never asked. Well, I don't think you just go around asking someone, so how's your religion intersecting with your life today? I think you would know after three years if the I, person you if, had a baby with. If like, the person was talking about Catholic. it. If he, For example, I think if Big mentioned religion because Carrie knows that he goes to church every Sunday. Like, I think that that should just be something she should be aware of. Mm -hmm. Now, I do think she she makes it as if the ask is so insane. Yeah. I will say he didn't make the best argument when he didn't seem to know what purgatory was. He's such well, a fucking I don't dummy. expect him to know. But it's also it's just a joke about Catholics. Babies just running around with eggs <laughs> with like I also under think that that's like a poke at cat, you know, Catholicism. Like a lot of Catholics are like that. Like they grow up Catholic but they don't know what it means. They don't know. What I, I I didn't grow. I did. I mean, I grew up going to church, but my family, uh, my church. mom's side is Catholic, and I related. And you a are lot. lapsed. Would you say fallen? What do you mean? As a Catholic, are you lapsed? I'm. Fallen? I'm not baptized. So simply, yeah. just like a demon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I will be. You know, when I do convert to Judaism, I will be talking about it on this podcast. You know. I, 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 guys, write in if that's something you care to hear about. I think I'm good. <laughs> but let us know. Let us, you, know. let us know if you want to go on that journey. You've had to hear a lot about my and. Put a poll up on Instagram. Yeah. Do you care about Sam's Judaism journey? I, I, <laughs> I gotta say, I think I'm going towards uh I'm gonna lean it. towards new. Um, anyway, I don't know. It just kind of bothered me. I thought she was really judgmental and rude to Steve's ma. Well, um, let's hear the introduction of one oh, Mary Brady. Yeah. Her. I'm waiting in the rain. Yeah, I know, I know. You said 1045. Yeah, it's my fault. I'm sorry. He's not with her. Yeah, I know. I told you that she'd probably leave him with the baby nurse. This is my mom. Mom, Miranda. Hi, Mrs. Brady. So nice to meet you. No, Mary, please. Oh, you're so fancy. <laughs> I wanted to wear my nice dress, but the dry cleaners doesn't open until 10. I was hoping that you'd bring little Brady, since I haven't seen him yet. I mean, well, you know, Stevie gave me a picture. I've been carrying him around in my wallet. It's a little creased. I should have put it in a frame. I Xeroxed it at the phone company, and everyone in my division said he looks like me. So I'll see him at the ceremony. I'm just grateful to be included, especially since I know you aren't Catholic and you didn't want to have a christening. But the idea of this little baby burning in hell. Ah, all right, all right. I'm just saying, my oldest son, Jackie, had a baby who died. Two weeks old. He's still reeling. His wife is black. She's not very friendly. Thinks I have a problem with her. But I don't. <laughs> I don't. Listen, maybe the priest doesn't need to know you aren't getting married. We're not lying to the priest, Ma. Oh, now you're religious. <laughs> Hello. Oh. Are you the Hobbs party? Yes, we spoke on the phone. I'm Father Andrew. Come on inside. Sorry, we're late. Oh, hello, Father. I'm Mary Brady. I go to St. Agnes in Queens. They're not getting married. Is she drunk? Nah, just a couple of beers. 
that is maybe the best introduction to character this show has ever had. Yes. I was going to say spectacular entrance. Fully formed. You know exactly who this woman is. She instantly makes sense as Steve's mother. She's funny. The relationship between her and Miranda is automatically established. Although Miranda's looking at her like she's never seen another human before. Yeah, she's being rude. I I also think it is batshit insane that the grandmother has not met this child. never met the baby. Thank you. It's It's crazy. This baby went out to brunch and met a woman who hates him, (laughs) Samantha, and hasn't met his paternal grandmother? This baby has literally been on a journey, okay, and has never met his grandmother. This is why Brady is such a demon. He he didn't have the warmth of, like, a loving family. Exactly. He just had Samantha basically saying, like, I hate you, and And then putting a fucking... Uh, vibrator on him when no wonder steve he's a was, freak when steve was like nah she just had a couple of beers just a couple of beers i died no. you feel i feel like a weird kinship not a kinship to her but like i feel like i've met you this feel, woman before i was gonna say like, I, I know her not like this woman no, my mom is nothing like me. Yeah, kinship. I was like, your mother's a like, sophisticated woman. If you grew up well, around Catholic people, like you know. just, there's something about this woman that you just like relate, like you just know her, you've met her. Well, what I had to say is listening to it. And again, guys, and I, I guess I love that I always talk about this experience of hearing the clips without visuals as if it's solely to us. It's what they're getting when they listen to this thing. Yeah. Taking away the visuals, I was getting such Danny Castellano and his mom vibes. Yes. And I need a sitcom of just Steve and Mary Brady palling around in Staten Island. Honestly. Well, we know Mary. Her no, fate. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Shout out to um, um and it's kind of Yeah. Yeah. Um dad a few years ago too. Jerry. Mr. Costanza. So those two, I'm aware who passed. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I was saying, Miranda, like, does she not want Brady to grow up with a family? Like, I'm really confused. She's like, I didn't want Steve to be involved. I've never met his mom. He's his grandmother has never met him. She doesn't have a mother any longer. Her mother has passed. Like, he won't. I think for her, Brady just is going to have a relationship with Magda and her girlfriends. That's weird. That's really fucking weird. I don't know. I don't I'm not close to my family. You don't have to be close to your family, but like if you decided that you were going to have a baby and that your partner wanted... I would not introduce them to my family genuinely. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you would at least want your partner to be involved in some way. The well, father of your child. It depends on who I got knocked up with. Someone like Steve who wants I to I think be there I would be like, you can come. I think honestly, I would handle him like Miranda is, which is like, you can come over when I need some manual labor and um, keep your drunk ma away from me. And I just think like Steve really, really wants to be there for his son and like wants to be a good dad. Does he? He just wants to come over and eat a sandwich and say, hey, B-boy. I'm trying to give him a little bit more credit. I just, I just thought Miranda was really rude. I did think she was absolutely way too rude to miss it. And I did think it's crazy. Like, bring the baby. Yeah, like, I, she's never met the baby. Dude, what the fuck was that photo? Oh, my God, that crumbled up photo that she made at work. Xeroxed. Well, but this was in the year of 19... This was in 2002. Why is it, like... 
What do you mean? It just looked like such a shitty photo. It looked like it was taken on like an old school like Diaco. She xeroxed a photo, and that's oh, what I it made. I thought she said that Steve got gave her a photo of the baby. No, she gave her photo that she then xeroxed what? and oh, put it in so her that wallet. She could carry it around. Yeah, and show people her baby. But then why did she say that I should have had it framed? Why would you frame a xerox of a photo? I mean, it's Mary Brady. She should have turned drunk. She's drunk. <laughs> She's so drunk. That was, at the end of the day, so. she had a couple of beers. Yeah, down in Molly Maguire's or wherever. Yeah. God, I love Danny Castellano. Oh, my God. Are you looking forward to Air? The new Michael Jordan movie where he's starring alongside Ben and Matt? Now, I don't know if Ben's in it. He is. He's in it? He got got in there? He didn't just write and direct? Mm -hmm. I'm ready for the revival of Ben, Ben Affleck. And those type of films. Yeah, I don't know. He puts out good movies, and he's really taking Dan and Castellano under his wing. He loves putting him in shit. It kind of looks to me as um, I think Amy and Tina, Amy Poehler and Tina Tina Fey joked at one Golden Globes, "Explosion at the Wig Factory" is the kind of movie. Just like everybody's, everybody's in a crazy wig. Everyone's in a wig. I'm excited, and I did tell someone my theory recently that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon didn't write Goodwill Hunting a gay guy who had a misguided crush on them did because why have neither of them ever written anything else i think they have no they haven't argo argo is written by chris terrio i don't know why that name rolled off yeah that really you were trying to name (laughs) brian cox but that name just i was like i can't name the actor of the show i've watched 88 episodes of over the last two days (laughs) but the writer of the screenwriter of argo Guys, it has been 48 minutes, so we've gotten through. We haven't even I know. finished. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. What did you think of Miranda asking Carrie to be the godmother? Again, doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, I did like when she says, Carrie, you're my best friend. Yeah, that's sweet. But like Carrie also doesn't want to do this. I also think it's weird because I'm pretty sure you have to be Catholic to be someone's godmother. I believe you have to be baptized in some capacity. Right? Oh, you so you can't even just be Catholic. You also had to be baptized. I feel you have to be Catholic. You have to be baptized. Oh, you do. You you can't be cat. You can't just consider yourself Catholic but not be baptized. Mm. That's no, sad. I don't think so. My Jeez. cousin converted as an adult to Catholic to Catholicism, and he had maybe to be I'll baptized. drop by and just get some water splashed on my head. You singe. That's true. I can't even split in a church. <laughs> I'd probably make way too many dick jokes. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Like, I felt bad because it clearly, like, that's something that's really important to Charlotte. And I just feel like, why didn't you just toss her a bone? I I think it's interesting that, and due to the long hiatus between the final finale of the show and then the movies, and Mm -hmm. that we never really get a sense of what Carrie's relationship is to Brady. We have far more of a sense of what her relationship is to Lily, mm-hmm. like with the cute scene where she's babysitting Lily in the first movie. And yeah, I don't think in, she babysits Brady. You never see the two of them alone. There is, and then, and then just like that, Lily comes over and spends the night and is interested in Carrie's fashion. Um, I just don't think she knows what to do with a boy. I, but it's interesting. But it's it's an odd thing for them to have just like let go of. Yeah. I agree. And that we don't have any idea who Lily's godparent, Lily and Ro- Rox, who their godparents Jewish are. Jewish people don't have godparents. They don't do godparents? Mm-mm, I don't think so. 
Oh, that's sad. I think it's a nice idea. I think it's kind of fun. I just don't think it needs necessarily needs to be tied to like Catholicism because I don't think anything should be those. Well, I think fuckers. Christians have godparents. Oh, overall. Yeah. Do we know what we're talking about? Are you Googling this? Yeah, I'm Googling. Because <laughs> I don't want to like offend anybody. Before, exactly. But I mean, I just call Catholics a bunch of kid fuckers. So. Um, yeah. Do Judea, do Jewish people have godparents? Do Judaism oh, they have do. They I do. thought so. Yeah, there's the Jewish godfather. Yeah, and there is a godmother. Okay, yeah, they do. My bad. Yeah. Again, get your head out of fake news. Oh, wait. Get it into real news. Wait. My Jewish dot, my Jewish learning dot com. I don't. Is that even a reputable site? It does not sound like it. Questions. Do Jewish people have godparents? Fifty-one minutes in, this is really the content everyone wants. Sorry, officially in Judaism, we do not have godparents. It is not a Jewish tradition. Jewish so TBD. Someone write in. TBD. I think maybe some people. You know what? Why don't I just ask my boyfriend? It's probably like Christmas trees. Some people do it. Some don't. It's not a tradition. Okay. Anyway. You know, whatevs. Everyone can do whatever they want. I don't want to be anybody. Well, I don't think Charlotte would ever pick any of these women to be a godparent to their kids. I think she would probably... I could see Charlotte picking Miranda to be petty. I don't think she would do that. I think she I think would. Miranda would actually say no. No, I think she would say yes. And I think maybe she picked another one of the girls for... I think because she has two, she probably picked... I could see Miranda being one, and then I don't think Samantha was... She didn't make that. And she wasn't even in the running. And she did not care. No. Um... What do you think about this as Steve's season five intro? Because ultimately, right, by the end of the season, Miranda is going to be in love with Steve. Mm-hmm. I like it. I, I don't really he's... remember what else he does this season. I know they have sex in the finale. Well, he dates that girl. No, that's season six. Debbie, who should have been played by Anna Ortiz. Hmm. And I think Anna Ortiz should join. I think just he just kind of is around, like just being a dad. Just like, hey. Yeah. But I think she falls in love with him because he is a good oh, dad. Oh, well, Carrie is going to hang out with Steve with the Nina Katz episode. Oh, on yeah. Stoop. On the stoop. The face. Fuck that fucking face, bitch. All right, let's talk about Samantha. Please. So she reveals to the girls that she's back with Richard. And um, mm-hmm. I did not care for their reaction. So let's hear it. Let's hear that. Oh, I know. Okay. What can I get you? I'd like the veggie mm-hmm. scramble and wheat toast. I'll have an order of fries. Maybe I'll make it a two-parter. I'd like the Denver omelet and hash browns. Thank you. I'll have the fruit plate, and I'm back with Richard. Richard, whose death we've been plotting? Well, maybe there are no men. I finally agreed to listen to what he had to say, and... I've never known anyone like you, Samantha. I was in over my head, and I got scared. He got scared? Well, that doesn't excuse the... Okay, that coming from you is almost as disturbing as the news itself. I get scared. I hide under the covers, not between somebody's legs. Perhaps you had to be there. Perhaps you're going to have to be there around the clock to make sure he doesn't get scared again. You know, being scared is not an easy thing for a man to admit. So what, they get a medal for correctly identifying a feeling? We do that all day long. I feel pissed off. Ta-da! DNR do not resuscitate. I'm not an idiot. I understand, as a woman of the world, that Richard is a very charismatic and successful man. And an interesting pussy might cross his path now and then. And he might fall. Into it. And if he does, it's just sex. That might be a flaw in him. But you know what? Nobody's perfect. Some women can't even get their husbands to pick up the dry cleaning. You're comparing not wanting to pick up the dry cleaning with... Charlotte, do the thing. No. 
Look, I know he loves me, I believe he's sorry, and I believe he'll try his best. Well, then that's your choice, and we should all respect it. Now, how about this for a column? Desperate women who will believe anything. Says you, bitch. Rude pig. <laughs> Carrie is absolutely on one in season five. She's like, a fucking nightmare. The behavior towards Miranda last episode, now calling your friend a desperate woman who'll believe anything. Ma'am, you dated James, John James Preston for multiple years, years. while he literally pulled you by the hair, dragged you down the street. He then was he literally you married. Publicly. He was literally married while you fucked him. When was that? What? Oh. Are you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Natasha. Yeah, that her whole thing. Again. That Back affair on. arc that we love and raved about. Oh, God, I gotta get my eyes on those apps again. <laughs> Back to that. Them um, guys. What a fucking rude bitch. And I thought Miranda was fucking rude. I thought I thought Charlotte I was rude. at least Miranda came from a place of, like, you know, not, like, you're desperate as fuck. She was just like... I just feel like Samantha has sat at that goddamn brunch table, a woman not interested clowns. in traditional relationships... And listen to these clowns for years talk about their garbage men, mm-hmm. one who couldn't get it up, another one who fucking had skid marks, and then don't even get me started on Aiden Shaw, that froghorn, leghorn piece of trash. Not only Dra- that. Samantha got on a goddamn train and went to Suffern. How dare you call her desperate? It's fucking rude. I would it's have literally so fucking rude. the life out of all three of them. So you know that scene in Keeping Up with the Kardashians when Kris Jenner like drags God. the hell out of all of her kids and she's like, oh, I'll get married for 72 days. That's a real normal thing to fucking do. I wanted Samantha Jones to come at them like that and be like, Carrie, do you know what I've had to listen to over the last fucking five I years? I supported you when you showed when you told me <gasps> in my butt kitchen. Yes! That you cheated on your boyfriend with your married ex-husband. Miranda, I have listened to you talk about a man with no money for multiple years. And yeah. Charlotte, I fucked your brother back into life. Everyone, get off my jock. Yeah, she's literally carrying this fucking show on her back. I was so disgusted. And also, like, LOLs, Carrie, you wanted Grace in for Steve, not Steve, Aiden, yeah. to forgive you. Like, mm-hmm. I and also we're pretending like what he did was that bad. I mean, he just did a little, you know. Sometimes you fall into a pussy. Sometimes you fall no, into a pussy. I guess it's my turn to, to, to. And if Samantha, a grown adult woman, is making this decision, I understand the first like shock of it. Like, as Charlotte's response was kind of like, wait, like we've all been hating him. I'm confused. Like, when did this happen? Yeah, Charlotte I, is the kindest. Yeah, because she's more just like confused, like of the logistics and the timeline of it. Not so much like you're a pathetic fucking desperate loser. Um, like Carrie, who It's just one of the crueler things that we've ever seen on this show with yeah. her saying that. Yeah, I thought it was true. so nasty, and yeah. I didn't really feel like we closed the loop on the storyline. No. So I guess letting, you oh. get it somewhat when Charlotte says, oh, he's not that bad. Or maybe they're right for each other at the very end. But it, then the other two are looking back there making like clown faces like, oh, oh crazy loony, Ben. Yeah. Like, I'm so tired of these people. Samantha has been, is really a ride or die for these women. Yeah. And she gets treated like shit. I did love Remember when question. she was dating Maria and everyone treated her like shit? Well, they were like, oh, you fucking Leslie Dyke. Like, whoa. <laughs> 
Oh, guys, sometimes things just come out, you know? But they really were. Remember, they were like, no, they I... no idea no about bisexuality. Yeah, they it they were so crazy. rude. They've, they've actually always, the only time they were nice to her is when she was dating that small dick James. And even then, like, were they? Because she said, I'm just James, and they were like, oh, this bitch. Oh, God, there she goes again. There she goes again. But I did appreciate her, um, and it felt very relatable, the questioning of Richard through the guise of, like, Miranda would like to know this. Mm -hmm. Um, That felt, like, solid and real. Um, And I liked the beat of her starting to trust him over dinner when he's not looking at the other woman. And I really love the two she and keeps he, doing she's so funny he thinks she's funny like he understands what she's doing he's smart and he's like when she does that like he gets the joke like he gets yeah. what she's doing it's funny and then the ring i thought yeah. it was really ugly are you out of your fucking mind i think maybe i just don't like canary yellow as a color oh my god it was stunning these fucking bitches wish that shouldn't have happened. They wish they got a ring like that. Trust me. The ring that big is carry at the end of the second movie, the black diamond. Yeah, and guess what? She loved it. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, because she loves diamonds. Yeah, but that canary yellow diamond just looked a little murky to me. That's what Sonia Morgan called Luann's. Yeah, it's just not that diamond. into it. I thought it was absolutely gorgeous. Did you like the kind of beat that Richard is religious? Where she where she learns a little something about him? Yeah. It yeah, made it me sweet. wonder how the fuck Miranda was with someone for three years and never knew. Because he doesn't talk about it because Steve is not religious. Steve is a fallen angel. He's been dragged to hell. Yeah, Richard obviously believes in a higher power. I, as do I, and it would be called his long... Pink, perfect. It's delicious. It's delicious. Um, I did love him going up to Miranda though. It felt very. Oh, like, I loved it. Sleazy. I don't know. No, I loved it. I loved Miranda's response. Okay, whatever. Because I've kind I of had that because... with like friends, boyfriends who have like, you know, I've probably told them something on the side, then they tell the boyfriend, and then the next time I see him, I'm like, dude, why are you talking to me? Like, no. Yeah, but I think like. It obviously really bothered Samantha enough to bring it up to him. And I then I think, think he's should... just kind of like men should bitch. talk to women. Oh, okay. Well I d I don't know how relationships work in heterosexual world. Yeah, like I would if prefer... my best friend said something that hurt me, I I don't know what Danny would do. I don't know if he would go up and say I something. I don't think but... he should. I think it's a weirdly aggressive thing to do. Well, he's an aggressive guy. Richard. I, yeah, and you know what I don't think is a good quality in men? Aggression. Aggression. Hmm. So I sit on that. an attractive quality. Yeah, no, it's terrifying. Men should be more docile. No, I know. I... <laughs> you know who would never do that big? Mostly because he also wouldn't have gone to that baptism. No, he would, or he would just be like, whatever, bitch. Like, that's <laughs> be what like, you Yeah, think. whatever. I don't care about you. Yeah. And I might cheat on you. Yeah. Even let's when talk we're about married. Charlotte. Yeah, let's talk about Char Char. Now, <clears throat> Yeah, I know. As someone who doesn't understand affirmations, why on God's green earth would you be writing "believe in love" on a mirror in what looked like Kylie lip kit? I don't know why she didn't just put it on a post-it. I am or someone that believes. <laughs> I'm someone that believes in that shit. I'm someone that believes in affirmations and like really, 
and yeah, just writing act- stuff down. Yeah, I really hate to say this because I know that it sounds crazy. Never see like, you take it- one note for this podcast. I wish you'd write something down for this. Huh? Yeah, that was a tough <laughs> note. Thank you. Um, but like right now, I always have my vision board on my desk. That is because so I like to look at it. No, it, no, hold on. You D- have to d- see d- it. dial that back up for me. What? Give me, hit me with uh, two, three things on there. <laughs> You're gonna die at one of the things that's on, on here. Running. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sure you can lie about. I want to live again. a happy. I want to live a healthier life, but I also put pizza on here because it's all about balance. I also have. Wait, one just said home. Yeah, I want to feel at home. Okay, you never um, leave your home, so. Yes, I do. Um, I also have the word confidence. I also have vacation. I have Jennifer Aniston with a lettuce wrap. I feel like you're working in a lot of high-low ideas. Like, hey, I'd like to go on vacation. It's more, then... I work on, with my vision board, I always work on vibes. But, it's a vibe. But some of them are tangible. So it's like, hey, I want to go on more vacations. Want to see and one the, of the other ones that is I like, have? I need to work on confidence. Those are very like, yeah. one is very achievable and another is like a lifelong journey. Yeah. It's on my vision board. All right. I also have well, wealth building. LOLs. <laughs> well, I don't know that you're working on that. Yeah. Mm-mm. I have um, a horse, a butterfly. I was a, a butterfly, to quote Deco. The cabin. <laughs> anyway, I do believe in that. I think if you start your day and like you think positive thoughts, like it does like help. Okay, that's nice. I totally agree with you there. I think the power the power of positive thinking. Why do you need mm-hmm. to write it on a mirror? So you see it and you write it down. And I guess it's like, I'm going to believe in love. And then you see yourself in the reflection of the words. Yes. That is powerful, actually. Yeah. Maybe we should try wow, that. Now I'm like, I got to get some brown lipstick. lipstick. And get <laughs> I'm here for that shade. Yeah. Like, I know some people that put pictures, like childhood pictures of themselves on the mirror. Because, because it reminds wanna, them. Like, no, it just reminds them childhood? to like be kind to that little you have that little person inside of you and like you would do never you? tell that when little girl that, that they're I'm like, like do an I? ugly I well you think... would never like look at a picture of little chris and be like you're an ugly fuck like you know well maybe i was because um famously i have no childhood pictures of myself there aren't you literally... one where you're drowning no that was a family video oh <laughs> that we would watch annually and laugh as if that was hilarious that my grandfather recorded me drowning and then I'm saved by a stranger. Meanwhile, other family members are just like eating hot dogs in the corner. And you can hear me screaming in the video. But only on occasion. It'll be like, oh, help! Hmm. And you wonder why I don't talk to my family because that's like a kind <laughs> family story I have. <laughs> like, just gather around. We're going to watch Chris almost die. Are you okay? You're so funny today. <laughs> um, okay. What did you think of the 1-100 game? And should you and I play it if I'd ever visit again? Just yes! Sit, we should sit in that little courtyard where we met that weird man. Yes. That hot dad. That hot dad. Like, yeah, my wife's got okay hair. <laughs> he hated this. <laughs> and that yeah. beautiful woman who is so Jersey-licious. Sheena. Mm-hmm. Sheena. Love her. The bartender. 
I loved the one one hundred game, and I'm gonna start playing it just as I walk through the world. It reminded me of the Gilmore's game, like one two three. That yeah. Game that Although I guess I actually do play that game literally every day because I actually every man I see assess whether or not I would sleep with them. I'm just not creating cumulative numbers. Mm -hmm. But every man who comes across my path, I'm like, yes, no, maybe if I had a few drinks. Then I'm like, well, when I'm older, that old man would be attractive. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't play that game. <laughs> I, I've, I've never seen a man and not assessed it. Sorry. You're such a man sometimes. <laughs> I, it's just like, do you, would I, would I not? Should I get yeah. prepared? You never know what'll happen. Yeah. Would it? I appreciated Charlotte being dismayed about Brady. I think that felt very true. Mm -hmm. But really, I want to hear um, this snake oil saleswoman, this oh Elizabeth Holmes character. I know. So let's hear her and then chat about um, the power of affirmation. Love will come to you only when you truly believe you deserve it. Meanwhile, an hour and 20 affirmations later, love will raise you up, fear will pull you under. Only love is real. Yes, uh, stand right up. Yes, uh, I just wanted to thank you, Cheryl, because the affirmations have really worked for me. I prayed for love, I believed in love, and last week I fell in love. And he's perfect and kind and giving, and I now know that I deserve that. So, thank you. Thank yourself. You did it. Isn't that inspiring? Yeah, yeah. Anyone else? Yes, did you want to say something? Oh, no, I don't. Um, yes, hi, I was wondering. Um... Hi. I'm just wondering how long that woman was doing her affirmations because I've been doing mine every day and I, I want to believe, but nothing is happening and I just don't think it's working. I, I just don't think it will work for, for me. I hear fear. I hear doubt. You have to believe love to receive love. Keep repeating your affirmations and eventually your heart will catch up with your head. Um, mm -hmm. uh, that, that's the thing, though. I did find love. I believed that there was someone out there for me. And I met him, finally. And we had a beautiful wedding. And then everything just fell apart. And I'm worried. I'm afraid that he took away my ability to believe. And I hate him for that because I always believed before. And now I just feel lost. And I, I am. I'm trying to put myself out there, but I feel hopeless. Perhaps you're not really putting yourself out there. Oh. No, she's out there. I mean emotionally and physically. Maybe you're not looking for love in a real way. Maybe you're not really trying. Maybe you're not really out there. Believe me, she's out there. Okay. That woman did a better job than Carrie's seminar, but was still off. Clearly a cult leader. 
She's clearly Nexium. Yeah. Um, She's that. I, um, what was that college cult? Did oh, the Sarah Lawrence cult. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she. Um, She's clearly like I understand the power of positive thinking and like law of attraction, all of that. But then this woman is so nasty. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like <laughs> you're just a fucking rotten woman. But she's like, like you're not really out there. Maybe you're not really working. Charlotte's like, I am. Like, I'm doing the work. Charlotte's falling, you know, trying to fall in love with herself and trying to find love. Made me sad. It did. And one thing I really want to say is, is that, and I am not at all advocating for anything ever to happen to Charlotte and Harry, but I do think the character of Charlotte feels very static in both the first movie, the second, and in Just Like That, because the they haven't given her a main kind of thrust outside of her desire for a romantic relationship. So now that she's happy, and again, they shouldn't bother with her happiness. I don't know that we've gotten such a great moment from Kristen Davis like that. Like, I really thought like, wow, what a great, I think she's so great in that scene. And I really want to see them give her something like that to do. Like a little meteor yeah, and I don't know what that is. And hopefully, right, if and just like that continues into a third season, fourth or whatever, it might be her adjusting to being an empty nester or at least, you know, struggling with saying goodbye to at least Lily because Rock is, I don't really know the age of maybe two or three years between mm-hmm. the two of them. But there would be just something that would give her the ability to dig into um, a scene like that. Because thinking about it in just like that, I mean, I can think of great, Certainly Sarah Jessica Parker got emotive and amazing things to do. Cynthia Nixon had that amazing monologue where she's clutching that pillow after Carrie pissed the bed. Yeah. But Cynthia Nixon, I guess she bar mitzvahed herself. It's like, like I mean, yeah. Famous. yeah. So we just need, because I thought she knocked this out of the park. Yeah, she's a great actress and I wish that they gave her a little bit more. I agree. And talking about like how he, she feels she's been robbed of her sense of um see to me i guess i should say that this scene at least does create a connective thread and a reasoning for why charlotte is feeling a little meh about life mm-hmm. um and and how sweet that harry's the guy who's like this kind of doting wonderful guy is the person who's able to restore it although you know she drags him through the mud <laughs> remember when she breaks up with him because he's ugly She's such a rude pig. She's a rude pig, too. He's <laughs> she has her moments. She has her moments, for sure. Um, I don't know. I just felt sad for her in this moment. And I thought really, it was really nasty. And it is nice that Carrie stood up for her. But I felt she could have stood up and been like, you're a bitch. And like, let's get out of here. Which is what I would have done. Yeah. <laughs> Not held her hand and said, let's continue to sit here after like you basically sobbed in front of this entire audience. Right. Well, let's chat about Carrie. Okay. So she's struggling at work. She's typing away. Talking about French fries and socks. And and the realest thing I've, one of the realest things I've ever heard on the show is Samantha going, I don't read your column. Because like very close friends do not listen to my podcast. They don't know what the fuck I'm talking about on Bravo Historian. They're like, girl, we, we got you. Like, we don't need to do all that. I don't need more of you. No. Like, like, I don't think any of my friends listen to this podcast. Also, Mostly because they're like, if we wanted to get at you, we'd we get at you. Yeah. We're trying to avoid you, buddy. Yeah, exactly. We don't need so more of your that thoughts. was just a real, a real moment, you know? 
Yeah, I do think it's actually unrealistic that anyone. I've not listened to your podcast in weeks, and I also haven't been on. <laughs> and you know, I won't be listening to this week because when you and Grace get together, yeah, you can't. You can't. Also, take that this on. is literally, I think, our longest episode for perhaps the worst episode of the show. Truly, we've been talking for an hour and fourteen. We minutes. are trying so. I've never seen us work harder <laughs> to just make something of really nothing. Yeah. What. What did you think Google Maps and now I'm getting directions to a restaurant. Apologies. It's okay. Hmm. So she's worried she's cynical and uninterested is the note I have here. And I don't really know what that reference is. I guess maybe when she's at lunch and she says, like, you guys go and date. Yeah, she's just not interested in dating. She doesn't want to put herself out there. And you know what? Fine. You don't have to. Is a like you don't have to be dating all the time. You can well, just be. But not when your life is right to write a sex column, I guess. Write about how you don't need to date someone. That's true. That would be a perfectly fine column to read. Like, be like, I'm trying to be comfortable being single for the first time at 36. I'm no, trying would... to be alone for the first time at 36. Not, I would read that. I eat a French fry. I like a crinkle fry. I like an onion ring. Like, shut the fuck up. Men is a type of socks. Argyle, men. Like sh- a wool sock. She's yeah. annoying. She's what annoying did you me. think of? You know what? I'm gonna save that. So we find out she's been offered a book deal, and we meet two icons played by Amy Sedaris and Molly Shannon. And let's hear a little bit of that and talk about Carrie as a writer. I'm having a cosmopolitan with the woman who wrote about cosmopolitans. <laughs> Now, if only I could find a man. <laughs> Trouble finding a man. Have you ever considered writing about that? Oh, that's a great idea. Hey, let me get a pen. <laughs> the next night, I met with publishing powerhouses Lily Martin and Courtney Masterson. Seriously, Carrie, this is such a thrill. All of us at Clearwater Press read your column religiously. Oh, God, I don't even do that. I even have the one on 10 men to avoid on my refrigerator. But not in that icky Kathy comic kind of a way. Oh, God, no, I hate that shit. Me too. <laughs> anyway, I predict this book will be huge. Huge. And that's... Why? Because there are so many single women desperate for something like this. And you're looking at two of them. One, two. And the good news is you already have an incredible inventory of columns to choose from. And some we don't have to include, like that last one on french fries. That didn't make the fridge, did it? (laughs) Basically, we want to fast track it and get on the shelves by Christmas slash the Jewish Hanukkah. And you can pick and choose the columns, about 25 or 30. Then you just have to write an introduction and a dedication to clarify the tone of the book. So you mean, what do you mean? You know, what's the message? Just, here are my favorite columns. Um, yes, but also, is it hopeful? Is Carrie Bradshaw an optimist or a pessimist? Yeah, what's your point of view? You know, after all the breakups and the the disappointments and the train wrecks, you still believe he's out there, right? Or should we just shoot ourselves now? No. Um, yes. Hopeful. To be honest, I wasn't sure what I believed. But my cynical side suspected optimism would sell more books. No production-wise, this scene. Don't you feel yeah. like they're cavern? They're like miles away from one another? They are. Like, it doesn't make any it's sense. in COVID you- era. Yeah. But Carrie, 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 Miss Bradshaw is a writer. When they say to clarify the tone, <laughs> hmm. 
You couldn't have hit mute before that? Sorry. I can't hear about that. The mouth noises weren't one thing. Sorry. Allergies. Um, but they ask her to like to write something to clarify the tone of the book. And she says, what do you mean by that? This woman is a professional writer. No, How could she this, not understand the tone? Chris, what? shows that she's in like such a negative, cynical place. Like she doesn't even give a fuck that she's going to be writing a book. Not only is she no, not writing the book. I think she book, knows what a tone of tone is. She doesn't. She's just typing away at her computer, writing about French fries and socks, not giving a fuck. And the fact that she only has to write like a dedication and like a little introduction and the rest are just her columns. Well, she has to select them and curate it. And that is a process. I understand. But like, they're not like, hey, we want you to start from scratch. Yeah. We want you to write a book about dating. The other problem I had with it was when they say, oh, I I have your 10 men to avoid on my, um, refrigerator and that just doesn't feel like carrie's writing style like she's not listicle girl yeah like she like it didn't make it it doesn't make it does not fit at all what we have learned what the column is Mm -hmm. through the voiceover of the last five seasons four seasons right so i just was like what in which in what world would she have ever written an article like that i don't know but I love uh, Amy Sedaris and Molly Shannon. Love Amy Sedaris. Love Molly Shannon. And I actually wanted... I don't know why they didn't think to bring one of them back for her book editor in and just like that when she writes the book about Big's mm. death. It just would have been a nice nod. Well, they got laid the off. Time. Only one of them. But also, it could. it's a different book publisher. Those women maybe are still working. Maybe. At a different place. I just thought that would have been a nice... The callback call back and a person yeah. and both are like it would be fun to see those two people but mm-hmm. even in that remember when the, the woman's like hey we need you to write an epilogue to clarify like to put a coda on this book mm-hmm. so like go on a date and write about it and then carrie takes from that i actually have to go on a date and it's like bitch can't you just make it up can't you just like <laughs> go to dinner with some random person and well just she did go and home? that's how we got you in or whatever the fuck his name was who that guy who she threw up with? Peter. His name Peter. is Peter. Peter. For the thousandth time. CBS Peter. Yes. Um, But I just also think, like, just make it up. Like, you're a writer. Just like, grab, think of a date your friend went on. And yeah, like, you're a worse. literal writer. Like, just yeah. make something up, you idiot. Yeah. She's just really a Debbie Downer this episode. Yeah. And she hopes that um Brady will, you know, wash away some of her original sin i'm like can you just shut up please and then we get the ending of this episode where she dedicates the book in a sweet Mm -hmm. moment to all single women and to charlotte who always believes in love and it is a lovely ending so sweet however why the fuck is she in her apartment on microsoft word typing in the largest font i've ever fucking seen like we could have and spacing it out like it will be spaced out on the page of the book. That's not how writing works. Like a, someone else will do that. Yeah, you're not you're not laying out the design of the book. Right. It just was. I was like, we could have just heard it in voiceover. I didn't need to see that. It was so unrealistic to how. But it was very sweet and very cute. Very, and the idea that the book is her baby. Very sweet. Yeah. What did you think of the fashion in this episode, Chris? This episode was such a fucking nothing burger to me. I truly can't even remember a single thing 
anyone wore. I really liked when Richard and Samantha are at dinner. She's wearing she's in this, like a beige top, a beige, a really tight beige dress and this statement mm-hmm. necklace. And I think her hair also looks really good. And Miranda, when she's yelling at Steve at one point, is wearing a cute like patterned sweater. Oh, and I thought Charlotte's dress when she's giving her speech was really lovely. Oh, yeah. It was like polka dot. Yeah, it had it was a, print. a pattern print. Yeah. Yeah. And then in terms of men, we had R- Steve, Richard, Gabe, and Patrick. Now I'm struggling to remember who Patrick is. Patrick. Who were the men again? Steve, <laughs> Richard, Gabe, and Pat. Oh, Patrick is Patrick Steve. from the baptism, the cousin. The cousin. Not him. I'm fucking Steve. And I'm gonna throw a real wrench in this. I'm fucking Gabe, her editor. He gave me very hairy forearm energy, spotlight, roll up your shirt and let's get to this story. I don't know. I was into Gabe. He's also on The Sopranos and, you know, I love The Sopranos. Gabe was was my guy. I don't know. He turned me on. I liked his voice. Okay. I respect your decision. Your body, your choice. Well, is it? (laughs) Not for two more weeks. Bumping into my pins. What would you give this out of 10? Oh my God. Honestly, like I would give this episode a two. I'd give it a four. It wasn't a two. Like I hated it. I will most likely never watch this episode again because I this, watched it. And then the, 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 the Laffy Taffy episode. She eats the saltwater taffy. That's next week. Oh my God. This is the worst time of my life. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. Now, whereas I would watch last week's, I'd watch the premiere a million times because it is absolutely batshit insane. I found myself very bored during this one. Yes, it's boring. Which, I yeah, I like my Sex in the City either to be good or insane. Crazy, right. It's very rare. Piss I was just bed like, or yeah. give us like some good shit. Or like Carrie just running around the city screaming, yeah. carrying panos chocolate. Yeah, last week she was unhinged. <laughs> I love the city. But at the least sound, we got Oh well, you know, wait, what rating did you give the episode? Would it would this you say one? you gave it a two? Oh my god. I'm gonna kiss myself. This has been the longest hour and twenty four minutes of my life. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss season five, episode three, Luck Be an Old Lady. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us online. I'm at clewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at Brava Historian on Instagram and I'm at Take Your Zoloft on Twitter. So long. Farewell. Bye. <laughs>